Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Show Raiders, episode 617 of the show. The show where we talk about all things Xbox, Bethesda Showcase, and also PC Gaming Show, or PC Gamer Show, whichever you prefer. But 617, we talked about a lot of things. I talked about some of the things that caught my attention. I know Starfield was one of the major games that we talked about during this episode. We also talked about Wolong. Cocoon was definitely a sleeper hit to me. I didn't hear a lot of people mentioning it on the uh, social audio apps out there. So uh, Cocoon is definitely one that you should pay attention to. Hollow Knight is definitely one that caught my attention. Hollow Knight reminds me of Dust and Elysian Tale. Of course, you have Redfall, which was at the top of the show. We can't forget Flintlock. That is a dope one for diversity and representation. So definitely keep an eye out on that for sure. Overwatch 2, that's going to be October of 2022. So looking forward to all things Overwatch. And I know that Modern Warfare wasn't part of the show, but I'm excited for Modern Warfare 2 as well. So 617, we covered a lot. I definitely wanted to share just as I mentioned in the last episode, I want to touch base with you at the top of the show before we head in to the actual episode. So definitely make sure you follow me, Uriah, U-R-I-Y-Y-A, and definitely make sure you follow Miss DJM at Miss DJM. That's Daniela's uh, Twitter. Uh, Definitely uh, check us out there and enjoy episode 617. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the show radio. This episode 617 of the show. I'm your host, Andrew. Hey, guys, and I'm Danny. And this is your source for tech, gaming, and entertainment news. Pretty excited today. We get to talk about Xbox Bethesda Showcase. We also are going to speak about the PC gaming show. So uh, this is the month. This is the weeks that we spend all our time catching up on all the gaming news, especially with all these showcases and these live streams. Daniela, how are you? How are you enjoying these uh, showcases? I'm loving it. There's a lot of good things that was um, shown that I'm pretty excited for. And, you know, one that kind of finally piqued my interest that um, I'm pretty stoked about what they showed. So. I okay. know we're going to be talking about it. I know it's on your list, even though we don't have. A you know, list. it's on my list. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's interesting. Okay, so let's get right into it. So Xbox Bethesda is the first one that we want to cover. Lots of things that I saw there that piqued my interest. But Daniela, the floor is yours. What, what caught your attention? So like everything else, I've been um, pretty much going in there with an open mind, not high, high expectations. but. Ah, what, where do we where do we want to start with? I want to start with the like super exciting stuff. Well, overall, I like I like the show showcase. Um, I was really pleasantly surprised. It really had a good vibe. Um, the Xbox One showed a lot of games, which over the cu- last couple of years they've definitely improved on. It's like it's less like a lot of like verbal diarrhea that goes on and like let us see the games let us see what's happening i love that everything that they showed is going to be something that's projected if everything stays on their timeline that you'll be able to play over the next like 12 months so the next within the next year it's nothing of like oh it'll be in your hands in 2024 or 2025 
Um, this is in the next 12 months. So that makes it pretty, that's pretty exciting because these 12 months are going to be going by really quickly. It's still going to be on people's minds. Um, you're not going to be like, here's this little teaser that you won't see because it's, you know, it's still in development in about two years, three years down the road. So I think that was really huge. And I really loved that part of it. Um, the the parts I guess were okay, but I don't have any interest in. But I know that people are gonna love that. That it's it's gonna be there. It's like stuff like Ark, um, Ark Two. But that's pretty much cool. Which I completely forgot that Vin Diesel was gonna be in or part of in some way, some fashion, until they showed his face. And I'm like, oh, that's right. You're weirdly placed in there, but at the same time, it kind of makes sense. Um. Minecraft Legends looked pretty, pretty cool and pretty nice. And <sighs> I think the nice surprising one, which I think was shown um, in bits and pieces and in full entirety that I thought was really cool that I liked seeing coming, um, popping up um, in, in different showcases was um, As Dusk Falls. That was really good. I think. It, it did. And it had a very, really cool style to it and presentation. Um, I forget which showcase really kind of dived into how they created it, where they had the actors and, you know, they had the mocap. But it wasn't in like the same sense that you have mocap in, in, in other games because it wasn't just super fluid. It had a watercolor, um, surreal feel to it that has like these um this it's a singular story but in the perspective of like different characters that's um tied to this like middle of nowhere town that has like i really loved the voice acting that was going on it and like the story looks so good and intrigued so i was really always happy when that was like coming up and you you're getting more of it every time you saw it across like over this last like four or five days yeah i really enjoyed that one uh, it, it definitely had this um, suspense, uh, dramatic thriller feel, you know, and, and it looks like it may incorporate the decision making tree of that. We're familiar with like Detroit Become Human, which I know you played um, yep. that that kind of thing. So if they do incorporate that, I think that's going to be an interesting one to watch um, a little bit closer. Right. Uh, that that caught my attention and could even be like a, a movie. Uh, based on the way they laid everything out. So I really enjoyed that one too. Yeah. And top of that, like there is like one part where there's, um, I think it was only an Xbox's showcase that it showed this. And it was just like really brief where it says up to eight players. And I'm like, what? What do you mean up to eight players? <laughs> this looks like a single player story, you know, you know, decision-based game. Like where does... There's the eight player thing come into. Yeah. And I'm like there's there's similar games out there that are like that that you can play through and you know, you have um a code that's based and um people sign in on their mobile phones and then majority ruling in these decisions is that's the one that's gonna be picked on this on this story playthrough. So I think that was um that was very cool to see. Uh that I would be very excited to uh, you know, when I get to play it to see what that's like. I mean, I'm gonna play it by myself, but if like, you know, it turns into those really fun, chill night with friends and family to be like, hey, let's like play through this game together and see like how we make these decisions. Um, that's how I'm thinking. Maybe they didn't really dive into that part um, too much or 
but yeah, it's definitely like um one of my nice surprises that I really enjoyed seeing. Okay, so now you said you believe one is on my list. Which one were you thinking? I'm curious. Really? Which one? Um, Starfield. Well, yeah, abs- yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we'll we'll talk but, about that. We okay, wanna. So you wanna you wait? Want you wanna talk about it now? now? You wanna talk about it later? We can wait. Well, we can wait. Okay. 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 We can wait. That's definitely um, on the list, uh, for sure. What What else uh, were you? Um, what else caught your attention during the show? Pentiment. Really. Pentiment and yeah, it it did. I it, it really did. You know, had that you know very look and feel that I'm very interested in. Um, Araban Shadow Legacy. That was another good one. Um, the Wulong Fallen De- um, Dynasty. Absolutely. I think um, those those are some like really quick hits on there that I, I really um, going to be paying attention to and following along. Uh, another nice surprise was um, Riot Games. Yeah, I thought that was pretty big and pretty cool to to see that they're partnering. And you know, if you have the Xbox Game Pass, you have like just this huge access to across almost all of their games pretty much um, to have full like uh, content that they have just by being described, which I thought was fantastic and a huge draw. Um, I'm not a, like a big, you know, partaker in any of their games, <laughs> but to have that, that access, that was actually a really cool surprise t- to see um, that they're going to be offering and they're going to be doing. Now, for people who actually spent the money for all of these things, I don't know what to say about that one. Right. That's a different situation. So I know in the last maybe two years, uh, we were saying, yeah, you know, Xbox Game Pass is the Netflix of, you know, and, you know, fill in the blanks. I think we're at a place now where it it's really beginning to feel that way because of the value that we're getting. Right. So when you look at, you know, Wolong, you look at Persona, you know, three, four and five coming into the to to the Xbox family. Then you have Kojima Productions with Xbox Game Studios. That's going to be interesting to watch. And of course, Starfield, which is, you know, the last one that they showed, which is uh, to me, it it captures everything that I would want to enjoy and really considering the exploration side of things because I never did No Man's Sky. So having the ability to earn XP and, and that grind with, with the loot and the exploration, which will be new new to me. And then of course, uh, you know, the the FPS aspect of it that's included. I know we'll touch on that a little bit more later. Redfall, a surprise to me. That was at the top of the show. Uh Flintlock, of course, right? Um that yep. looked absolutely amazing. And there's so many good stuff that we saw today. Hollow Knight, which reminded me of Dustin Elysian Tale, which is one of my favorite Metroidvania games, you know, even even till today. Uh, that game still has one of the most amazing combat systems and story and hand-drawn, you know, fully. So so there's that. So Hollow Knight was a real treat to, to even watch. Uh, Overwatch 2, I think they said, what, October 4th, free-to-play access, right? I think that was included yes. for... That was right. Good. This yeah. So all all of this stuff was good. There was something in there for everybody. Okay. Last case for Benedict. Uh, that was that was good. Um, from 
every aspect of it from the art style to the platformer um you know all of that stuff was was actually really really good nakara i never really played but um it is one of those uh, hack and slasher battle royale type of games so i'm i'm glad that we saw that um as well well actually you know brought back to our minds because i think it's been out uh for some time and then cocoon was a treat you know that was there as well uh, so there's there's so many things there's so many things but the lasting impression uh for me um which we can dive into a little bit later has to be hollow knight surprisingly and then starfield yeah i have to agree so no matter what type of games that you're into xbox definitely showcase like a little bit of everything that's going to pique somebody's interest somewhere in in that showcase of theirs that you're going to fall in love with and you're going to enjoy um scorn was another big one on there that was um that's a geiger-esque which i right you grew up a goth kid in high school you probably loved geiger too but um he has such a great unique dark um mind about these designs and to have this game that's created around it which they should they 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 said it's like it's like yes there's gun but it's not a shooter um i thought that was very interesting um but it's incredibly dark and and beautiful and then you have yeah. these light-hearted games like minecraft legends and then you have something for the indies which is the last case of benefit fox and you have you have all of this coming together and then you have these big titles as well too that has such a long-standing um gameplays and and fans like you know overwatch 2 which um i am like i'm not i when overwatch 1 came out i was i i didn't play it instantly i got really late into it i really enjoyed it i had fun with people um, but my skill base level is really, really behind. So I was a very casual player on it. And uh, I only played it if anybody really asked me to. So having Overwatch 2 coming out, they showed a new character. Um, they showed all the, um, you know, the fan favorites that are coming back. Um, they showed some gameplay footage. They so they showed all of these things and I'm like, okay, I'm pumped. I want to play this. I want to like get in early on this, like, you know, Overwatch 2. And then really, um, really just kind of dive into that. And then uh, obviously like it's, it's if you're an anime fan um, and you're a Persona fan to have their, their library and all of their great hits coming over to Xbox, that is, that is pretty big. That's pretty awesome. And then of course, obviously, you know, you brought, brought it up, Kojima-san um, partnering with Xbox for this uh, never before seen concept, which, uh, you know, when it, if it's coming from, um, Hideo Kojima, you're you're in for a ride. So Absolutely. I'm, very, I'm like, ah, that's probably the only one that was a really hard teaser that you're like, oh, you're gonna make me wait for a while to find out what this this idea that you're bringing to life that even he says was going to be a challenge for him. Um, so he, you know his his last game, uh, Death Stranding, that was definitely a very new and unique and interesting and fun concept that. Um, he came out with that was so different to what was already out there. So for him to say like he never even seen this, it's like he's just it's it's fun to see this um this creator, this genius, if you could say, um, you Absolutely. know, who's been in the industry, who's created all these like series and titles that we've all loved and having this freedom to really push his own personal boundaries 
and to create what he wants and not really be tied down like he he's doing what he wants i think that's just a beautiful thing to have and it's like a fun ride to see evolve and develop and that he's 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 not feeling stuck um and in what i mean that by, by being stuck is that as as a, somebody who is creative you know you cut you get those like writer's blocks or just blocks in general where like i want to create something but i don't know what it is but to see this man just continue pushing that and just creating things it's it's cool so i'm, I'm glad yeah. that he's gonna be partnering with xbox and 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 see what happens from there i mean he's not limited to to one platform it's just it can be on anything you know what if one one year he decides i'm going to create my own system because these two right now are has their certain limitations but don't know what they are if they have any at this moment for for game developers but if he does that you know what it's going to be probably fantastic yeah i mean it's good to see you know when he first uh started or was putting his production studio together you know he collaborated and partnered with sony and sony gave him you know, what he needed by way of resources to come out with Death Stranding. And like it or not, Death Stranding is something that is memorable, even if you didn't take the time to play it yourself, right? I didn't, but I really appreciated that his his brilliance allows us to see new games and new experiences, whether it's PlayStation or, or PC or, or now even uh, Xbox. And coming coming in and uh prepping to take advantage of the cloud technology which is maturing that's going to allow us to see you know what he can do with you know the cloud uh tech and the future with uh Xbox Game Studio so i'm excited you know for that and we can we can look at his catalog uh Kojima's catalog and we could say that there's nothing that he produced uh and created that wasn't amazing nothing whether you like death stranding or not it doesn't matter there's nothing that he's put out that wasn't amazing so i can only imagine what the next thing will be for kojima productions and xbox game studios so that's going to be exciting to see and and i'm excited because you know the cloud tech i recently started um testing that out for the xbox app and that works extremely well and i was very very impressed and, and surprised so it's there uh they're building on it and it's maturing very very quickly and i'm sure we'll see a lot of companies go in this direction but um it's kojima uh productions and i know he's going to deliver and we're, we're going to appreciate whatever he creates so you want to get to the nitty-gritty now the exciting part <laughs> i mean there's so many things i, I so as dusk falls, I definitely want to add that because I said there were memorable things that, you know, stuck out. So as dusk falls, definitely one of the memorable things for me, Hollow Knight and then, of course, Starfield. But any before we get to Starfield, anything else that really uh, stood out for you that you want to touch on before we get to Starfield? Forza um, was good, I too. It, I guess it really wouldn't be an Xbox showcase if you didn't show Forza at least like 500 times. Right. Right, absolutely. Which they have definitely evolved so much, and every single time, and I think even though I don't, I don't play the Forza um, series, at, um, just seeing when they announce their games, whether it be uh, Motorsports or Horizon, 
their games visually, what they showcase and put out there constantly gets better. And it's not just little bits, it's by leaps and bounds. So for for like motor um motorsports, for example, motorsports uh they they showcase this single view, like single camera view that they moved around you know, within their world. They sped up time. They showed um, the environments changing. They showed how the rate real time ray tracing was affecting the gameplay, the reflections, the environment, even the environment, how it affects like dep- depending on the time of the year or day, how it affects the racetrack, how that's going to affect, you know, the grip of your tires. Um, they they went down to minor, even the minute details of um, collisions about how these little dents and these little visual effects um, will take place on, on your car, uh, how the reflections off of the other car goes onto yours, down to the mirrors. It was it was a very beautiful showcase. Um, for motorsports and then you have horizon where they're introducing the hot wheels tracks which i really do like hot wheels and i thought that was really cool and very beautiful to see and fun um they they just have a lot going on there so of course you couldn't be xbox showcase without forza yeah i I loved it go ahead and the probably the only part that i kind of really just tuned out because it really is not for me um, it's probably the flight simulator stuff. You know, I, I, it got my attention when the Halo thing came up. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I think that's the only time for me too. Cause I heard they come on and I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's cool. So you, you got a ship now. Yeah, we got the ship. Like, <laughs> we're in, <laughs> we're in there. But everything before that, I'm like, okay, that's cool. I just, I, I personally just tune it out. Like that was the time for like, oh, I can go refill my water. Yeah, there there was a lull in there until we started seeing like the last case of Benedict Fox, and then you know as dusk falls, that came in and Akara, and you know Diablo came in, Diablo Four with the Necromancer class. That was interesting. Somewhere in there, you had Cocoon. Then you have Woe Long, which I'm excited about because Team Ninja always delivers, uh, especially if you look at all the Ninja Gaiden, the collections, the Razor's Edges, the Ninja Gaiden 1, 2, and 3, whatever you played in that series, they've always delivered. So Woe Long is going to be interesting to see uh, Fallen Dynasty uh, for sure. Then Persona we got, uh, and we talked about uh, Kojima Productions, and you know we know he's going to deliver, even if it's delayed, and hopefully we don't have any delays, but that's just the nature of building great things. And then last but not least, Starfield, Daniela. I like that they finished really big. So Starfield, everybody was like hyped and pumped over little teasers, little little clips that they put out there but there was nothing that was really drawing me in i'm like okay that's cool i'm glad for everybody else but i really needed to see more like because i just wasn't fully sold on it and i am so happy that they closed out xbox with so much starfield gameplay and introductions and explanations that was huge and that was the selling point for me where like okay now i'm hyped now i'm interested because um, I believe it was Todd Howard that was like going through and he gave, you know, he wasn't talking over everything. You really got to see everything that was going on. So you have your RPG shooter, which is very, um, very, you know, destinies, 
like ish um kind of borderlands ish but not so like campy but then you have this incredible complex cost customization and skill system that they started to show you that i love that you can create they have a craft system they have you know you can build your own home pose you can make your own spaceship you can go into dog fights you can you can fly this spaceship i know i just said that i really didn't care for the flight simulation but if that's all the game has i have no interest but if that's just one of the elements within a game i think that is brilliant and that is cool and the fact that you can customize this ship the way it looks everything about it and then you can hire your own crew and have them be a part of it and you're just captaining this thing i thought that was amazing and then to see how big this world really is the only thing is that i can really think of is that really this is what maybe like at its absolute fullest potential what no man's skies could have or should have been well so now so now i mentioned that yeah so a couple of things with, with that right so without um I guess I definitely want to hear your thoughts on this. Like one game has to come out for another game to be inspired. Right. So when we think of all the games that we've played throughout the years that we've been playing them, when we talk about the borderlands, the warframes without those games, we wouldn't see, um, you know, the destinies and, the um, uh, the of the ashes games i can't think of the full name right now so we wouldn't be able to see those games without um the ones that you know help inspire them so i don't know what no man's sky was trying to be um i definitely want to hear your thoughts on this but i know that they pivoted a couple of th times to get to where they are now no man's sky right and um so any any thoughts on what i'm saying right now um, no, I mean, you're right. No Man's Sky. Um, it's still a great game, but it had to come out with additional content and, and patches and, and to really get its full potential where it was at. Yeah, yeah. I, um, and I don't even know, uh, um, I, I, and I have no idea because I never played No Man's Sky, but I've always appreciated like the videos and things that I saw. You can't shoot in that game, right? I don't think you can. No. Right? It's just no. um, the core, just is the wrong word here. The core of the game is exploration, right? Yeah. That's that's what I got from it. So, um, so when I look at Starfield, I see Starfield taking, like you said, everything that made games good in many different genres and then putting it in one place. There's a game, and I can't think of the name of it. I think it's a PC game. It's very, very CPU intensive, but it has like different uh, parts to it. I think it has a, a FPS component, an exploration component. Um, but the game, um, it to me, I remember it being like super expensive and even trying to install it and run it was very difficult for me. Um but I can't just I, I can't think of the name of the game, but but that game had um, different components intentionally to capture, you know, multiple audiences. It had an FPS component, a ship building type of component. And I see that Starfield is doing uh, the exact same th thing. Most games do this. Right. So they, they've taken um, 
the Fallout stuff, whatever that is. They've taken the looter shooter genre, as you mentioned, Borderlands. I'm sure they've they've taken some things from No Man's Sky by way of exploration. Any shipbuilding games, they've taken you know bits and pieces from from that. But the other thing too, the other concern that that people may have is it doesn't look like a game that's super um, like um, graphically. It doesn't. It's not a hundred percent. It's not like a ten. It's not an off the chart graphical game, right? Maybe ill polished to be that. But from what I saw, I wasn't necessarily captivated by by the visuals. I was captivated by the UI and the different things that you can do. And of course, they mentioned like a thousand plus planets that you can explore, which is crazy. Okay. So, but I wasn't captivated by, um, by all the visuals. Any thoughts on that or anything? Really? I, I think I was. Um, but I'm also coming from the um, standpoint where visually things will not always sell me. Like you can have a beautiful game, but the gameplay mechanics, the story is very lackluster. The same way that you can have a very, you know, well thought out um, and executed story and gameplay mechanics, but the graphics are kind of eh. I think with Starfield, the way that I'm seeing it and why I like it so much is that there is a good balance between the two. And I really did like what I saw visually. Um, it's nothing that's too overwhelming. It was very, I think, tastefully done that you're, you're getting this like these different worlds that you can visit and this planet. Um, and And putting that into some creative visual thing that you're just not overwhelmed by like all of this scenery. You can gradually take it in and, and appreciate it. So I, I liked what they showed. I, I loved what it looked like um, in all these different environments that they showcased. Yeah. So they showed a lot of different environments. They also showed the ability to customize your character. Uh, they, you know, um, the sound design, you know, I'm a fan of you know, based on what we, we saw, uh, building of your ships, definitely a fan of that. And it will, it really will put me in a new, like, I guess, genre spot, right? Because as I was mentioning earlier, I don't recall doing a lot of exploration games, you know, maybe some of the, uh, side scrolling, um, you know, bullet hell type of games in the past, but never really something like this, where I remember traveling from space to use space to um, do things. I don't recall that. Um, but we do that in Destiny right now. But it's not the same scale. Yeah, yeah the, I, I, I would agree with that one. I, I like what it is. And I'm, I'm also okay. I've got to be realistic about my own personal expectation about stuff based off of my own personal gaming habits but i think when it comes to things that are too too big um and what are too in debt i start to kind of like be overwhelmed by it and what i mean by that so like games like witcher huge storyline a lot of gameplay too much for me and I think like like as much as I I liked and I'm like pumped and I I'm 
my interest is peaked for Starfield. Mm. Uh, so the cool thing for everybody else is that there's over a hundred systems over a thousand plus planets that you can go and explore and you're not set with like you only can land at certain key points like they say that you can land anywhere on this planet and that's great open world explorations diving into that that's really cool for me i'm like that's a lot and so when it, when does it become too much? Is it an hour thing or it's just like, you know, the stuff? Is it 40 hour mark is your threshold or is it stuff it's based on even, what you it's see? Not, it's not about hours. It's just that I know that I'm going to be compulsively like, okay, how many plants have I visited? Oh, only 93. Okay. Gotcha. Well, I have like a thousand. <laughs> And it's it's like this internal like FOMO, like, oh, am I going to miss out on a planet? What planet? Where's like, I'm going to Google up a list. What are plants I absolutely have to go and check out that people have found that they that they love and had all these cool sceneries and stuff like that. Oh, I got to go over there. Oh, what can I do here? Um, that is when it becomes a little bit too overwhelming for me that it's just like, OK, there's too many branching things that comes out. It's not necessarily the amount of hours, but. For me, if it's too much content in a game, where where do I draw the line of do I continue on with these stories or, you know, sub stories and quests to go out into venturing out into this open world? Yeah, that's that's yeah. for me. It's like if it gets to being like that, that point, that's like my the way that my brain works for games. <laughs> I get overwhelmed. and like, I'm going to stop now. <laughs> we're never going to finish because <laughs> that's yeah, what happened to me lot. like it, it really is and 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 you know what as as great as i love like fallout um yeah i like okay fallout three i still didn't find my son why because i'm i'm too busy i got really overwhelmed with helping out all these different camps that were like being bombarded like oh no now i have to go and help me oh i have to go help gather all this stuff to like fortify your base so that you can protect yourself better and i got too too into these little side quests there that i never completed the main story and i'm like this is way too much and i cannot help myself because if i'm gonna get a notification that this camp needs help or whatever it is i'm gonna get lost and then that's where i end up being and you know several hundred hours later i'm like i still didn't do the story right i can't do this um, so that's that's for me being realistic about it for myself personally. I know a lot of people love that. And that's and the thing is that there's a balance that, I, um, you know, that you have to strike, uh, strike because, you know, games aren't cheap. <laughs> they aren't. Um, and it's really awesome if games are going to be offered via Game Pass. That you can play from day one as long as you have, you know, you're subscribed, you have that certain package, you can play it. That's cool. But you also have to be reminded that the games don't stay on the Game Pass forever. They cycle out, you know? Right. Exactly. So if you didn't finish it within whatever that time period may be, which they really do have it on there for a long time. But if it's like really that in depth and you're really huge on just this super exploring, uh, maybe, maybe just go out and buy it. <laughs> Yeah, and but, I think they have the sales too to, you know, help out with that. If you play the game for a while and it happens to have a sale, you you get a pretty good discount to to get the the title as well. Yeah, and you always get a notification like, "Oh, here's what's leaving within the next month," you know? 
but that's uh, that pressure to just like complete it. And that's not like anybody's putting that pressure on me. It's just the way that my mind is working. I'm like, I still have so much to do. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it all. I know I don't a lot to do. have to do it all. That's the thing. You don't have to do all these things in these games. Um, a lot of it can be very linear. You just do the storyline and you're completed with the game. But then, you know, you have this game that has so much more to explore. Do you just only focus on that and then you're done? No, of course not. Yeah. But with, with, um, well, for me specifically with Destiny, I have to, right? Because my goal is to make sure that my character is always ready for Iron Banner. And Iron Banner, it requires your level to be, you know, a certain amount. And the higher it is, the better for you because you'll be able to take out the enemy easier in that particular mode. The gear is way better in that mode. And some of the weapons that they give you can, um, you know, be good across all different types of gaming that you'll be doing inside of Destiny 2. So I have to find ways to be better to accrue, um, you know, to help my light level to go up. But I do agree that there's games where you don't have to do those things. But if you know that you're uh, a completionist by nature, you know, a thousand planets, okay, a hundred plus systems or whatever, and you can land anywhere on each planet. That's, that's a lot. It is. And it's like, it's a beautiful thing though, because you're really getting the best experience out of the money that you spent. If you end up buying it or pre-ordering it, you're really getting a very full experience. Like you're getting more than you know, 10 hours of gameplay, which if we're like a $70 game, that's like seven bucks an hour versus, you know, you pay $70 or whatever you may be for a thousand hours of gameplay. That's, that's huge. That's a great value for entertainment, for, you know, spending your time and, and making sure you get every penny worth in this game. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think I think it's going to be great. I think that Game Pass owners will probably take breaks in between, you know, that Game Pass is depending on what's happening and with the library, what's coming in. And as you mentioned, what's heading out of the library for Xbox. But I think that in terms of value and what we're getting even now, uh, we feel really good right now about what we saw today for the Xbox Bethesda showcase uh, for sure. So. I'm I'm pretty content. I'm excited, you know, uh, and I was highly skeptical with the Game Pass um, last year or maybe a little bit longer than that. But uh, I'm I'm coming around because some of the subscription services that I do have, I do believe that I'm getting value from them, which is why I have it right. Whether it's Netflix or Hulu or we can go down the list because there's so many of them these days. But overall. I think that uh, Starfield is going to be amazing based on what we saw. If that's the indicator, I'm excited. Um, any other um, thoughts or final thoughts on Starfield? I just, I just loved everything that they that they showcased. I'm so so happy that they did. Which I think it's like a lot of people expected Xbox to to show off Starfield, and um, they definitely did not disappoint. No, not it, and it was it was really good. And then from there, we saw the PC gaming show. Uh, that's becoming one of my favorite shows. A lot of the things in there, I'm like, oh, I won't play it, but I can appreciate it for what it is. But I do enjoy watching 
uh, that show. So what caught your attention for the PC gaming show? Um, just a little, little bit to add on to that. During these little showcases, when they have events like this, that's a week long. I always like PC gaming show and developer digital. The way that they put on their shows, obviously they're not like going to be the biggest titles. They, they're not going to try to be Xbox. They're not going to try to be Sony. They do their own thing. And they put on this fun show with their little like skits and corny jokes and they just make it fun and they go with it. That's what I appreciate about both of those shows. So PC gaming show. Um, usually there's a lot of games in there that I really, really like. And I think there's only like maybe like 10 that really like, okay, I really like this. Um, Solstice is definitely one of them. That was um, that was really great uh, to see. I know you have it on your list. So I want to know what you think. No, I think it was really good. Uh, so I'm actually surprised I'm liking more PC titles when the show is inherently a PC show. So I really dug what they did with Solstice. Um, and there were some other titles that we'll we'll discuss as well. But um, it's it's one of those things where I realized that a lot of the games that I'm seeing, I won't play. Right. But there are those where it's so good and it falls within my genre. I have to check it out, even if it's for a couple of minutes. Right. So um, games like Deceive Inc., which was uh, one that caught my attention. I thought that was very interesting. Uh, Solstice, I probably will watch somebody play that. Right. And, you know, something like uh, Immortality, I'll probably watch you play that because that's uh, the uh, FMV genre esque. Nothing is more detective work, clues, and different things like that for that particular title. But, um, but just getting back to Solstice, I thought that was really uh, dope as well. Yeah. I like the combat system. The story looks like it's going to be really good. You know, you have this spirit with your weapon. Um, you know, your humanity is lost. The, um, boss battles that they showcase looked really really cool visually you know it's it's got like this little horror thriller meets near kind of vibe to it for me so I, I really dug that so it's definitely on my list and I think comes out like later this year I don't think they I don't think I remember seeing oh no it did it had a September 20th for this year so September and October I think have some really great games that are coming out across the board whether it be PC or on console um, I don't have all the dates in front of me but I know that there's a lot of games that are like oh no there's another one in September oh no there's another one in October and those are like the two big months um, there are some in November and December too but Solstice is definitely um, one that's on the board for me for September yeah this one I have twice um, I have it in the uh, the first uh, stuff for Xbox Bethesda and also have it here. Lentlock is definitely uh, top of the list as well. That looks really, really good. What is it about Flintlock that you liked? I like uh, the the fact that um, there there's a pet involved. Any Anyone that has a pet, even though I don't want to have pets myself, I like the fact that the pet helps you. I like that aspect of it. I like the combat system. I like the fact that it is a brown person uh that is the the main um i think it's protagonist right that's the word that that is used um yeah uh so i love that and we definitely need to see more of that but any game that incorporates pets and the reason the reason i say that is because one of the things that made me fall in love with uh dust and elysian tail is because you had a partner you know pet 
uh, combination that can help you along the way. So I think that those those I've I've always had a special place for. Uh, so when I saw that in Flintlock, I immediately was captivated by that. Um, and I think um, I don't know if Hollow Knight has um, a partner, uh, a helper, if you will. But uh, no. the, but that the, but the fighting style that it represented was very very uh, similar to what I remember from Dustin Elysian Tales. So that caught my attention there. But uh, Flintlock is definitely one that uh, should get more shine. I don't know if I like the cover uh, for Flintlock um, because the cover is um, is rear facing, not forward facing. I would much rather uh, the character be facing us and not facing away with a profile of of her face, if that's how she identifies, right? Um, but I would have loved a more forward facing. Um, I'm just really being picky, picky, picky at this point, but I think it's subtle. Um, I would much rather a forward-facing cover. Okay. Well, that's going to be available on the Game Pass day one, too. I mean, I know we didn't go dive into that, but Xbox will yeah. be on the Game Pass there on day one. So that's always cool. And and her companion's name is Enki, E-N-K-I. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I know we didn't really touch on it on the Xbox Bethesda stuff. I think I was just thinking about what really I, I enjoyed and what I didn't. You know, I think uh, the cover, the cover I wasn't really feeling because of, I guess we, that's that's a deep dive that we can go into. Like depending on the cover, certain covers don't appear internationally as they do, um, you know, like um, locally or domestically. And I know that's more for movie covers and stuff like that, but something about the cover, um, I would have preferred a, a forward facing cover, but the fact that we're getting more pres- um, representation in games and, you know, the, we're seeing that change so, slowly, but surely I, I can respect that. Yeah. I don't, and I have to agree. I don't think Flintlock got as much screen time and recognition as it probably should have because it, it looked really, really good. So, I mean, it was there in a couple of different showcases but not like super deep dive like some of the other games um got into. So if it's the first time you're listening or learning or hearing about Flintlock, it's called Flintlock the Siege of Dawn. And it's pretty much your um you are playing Nord Vanek, who's a part of the coalition army. So this is like the last stand battle against the gods. So and it's 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 pretty cool. It's a and you know, otherworldly action rpg open world adventure there that you can expect to experience from it and yeah so was it a world premiere i don't think i remember i don't remember if it was or not yeah i don't remember either yeah i don't remember if it was a world premiere or not right so if it wasn't then i'm i don't know why am i hearing about it now why did it wait so long right if it was okay cool that makes sense but I don't think the deep dive for it, if you want to call it that, for me, I didn't see that until the PC Gamer Show. I think they spent a little bit more time on it there than they did on the Xbox um, Bethesda Showcase. That's just observation. I'm not saying that they should have spent more time, you know, on the Xbox One versus PC Gamer Show. I'm just saying that's my observation. Um, but yeah, that's all I have there. And I really think that's about really you know, whatever studios and their trailers who gets a little bit more rights to showing it versus others. Because mm. even if a game's going to be on all all the platforms, um, 
one showcase is going to show more than a little like than the other ones like the other ones will still show it lightly talk on it but i think just like always there's going to be one showcase that gets a little bit more into it yeah and to your point capcom is coming up this week so more street fighter stuff probably be shown there than we saw at either you know um wherever we saw it summer game yeah uh stay to play uh, summer game fest all the other spots may not show as much as they would on the official you know capcom spot so i'm expecting to see a little bit more unless they say you know you're not going to see anything new that you haven't seen from the previous showcases that would be silly (laughs) from capcom but um but yeah i'm looking forward to that we showed you everything um, out everywhere else you're not going to get any more from us that would be weird at least give us more gameplay (laughs) of, of some superstar uh pro players and you know we can you can give us more commentary on what's happening with Street Fighter. I think that's what, uh, Monday or Tuesday for the Capcom one? Uh, so that's Monday. right around the corner too. Yeah, the 13th. So if you're listening, the 13th is the Capcom showcase. Definitely check that out for sure. But um, but yeah, I really enjoyed what I saw with um, Flintlock. And, and there was some other titles for uh, the PC Gamer Show. But what else do you have? And I'll, I'll tap in a little bit. Um. So I only really kind of took notes on the stuff that I really, really, um, really hit me and I really like. So you mentioned it, the the Immortals, Immortality, Immortality. Mm. So that's the full motion video one um, from the same people who made um, Telling Lies and Her Story. I, I love those. They're, both of those games were amazing. Um, I think I like Telling Lies a little bit more where you're, you get these video clips, you get a piece together about the story. So for Immortality, you have this um, fictional a- actress that has made these three movies, but they never came out and it was found and you're kind of pus- like putting it all together about what happened and uh, what was really cool and how they're piecing this together uh, to create a story that you're going to be playing through is that you, you get to watch these clips, but then you get to pause it and you get to pick parts in, in this scene where you can focus on and then it'll do a search through all these other clips to bring you a different clip from somewhere else and something else that has this person or this item that's in it. And you play through that and you're just, you're putting it all together. I I really, really love those games and really enjoy it. Um, just in general, full motion videos always have a special place in my heart because of Sega CD. So to have still games that are so, you know, going that route, going this method, and then you're putting into this like little mystery thriller puzzle i it just it's always gonna have a special place for me so that was definitely on um on my list that i'm like this is cool yeah there were others uh but uh for for what i recall uh that really spoke to me a deceive ink that was interesting. You have to get a package and make sure you can, you know, escape with the package, but you're going to have individuals that will prevent that from happening. So that's the tension points in the game itself. So Deceive Inc. is is really cool. Alters, that was interesting, right? Oh, yeah. The way that they introduced that, it was, uh, that was definitely really, like, I can see it being this really cool sci- sci-fi, like, survival strategy game um so they open up this trailer where you're waking up um, your character is waking up in this bed a little bit you know disoriented a little bit confused walks into like throughout this what you think is a ship and into this one 
common room and it's just him but different versions of him and then he, he's confused and then this alter version of himself helps him up and then he understands so it's like I'm like that is really cool a very interesting way to introduce this game to me yeah it's, it's definitely interesting and one of the things that they said that uh, the different versions are going to have different abilities that can help you along the way um, as you're, you know, navigating this, um, this rolling wheel of a ship or whatever that thing was. Um, but it, the games are getting so, um, well, I think one of the games that really um, still speak to me, even with the short, as I mentioned to you uh, recently is Kara. Uh, and then we had Detroit become human. Now we have uh, the, the game that they announced recently, I don't want to get the name wrong. I'm going to scroll back up to uh, As Dusk Falls, right? So games like that, you know, just question different things, not only your humanity or or your moral system, right? Yeah. And, and framework. And I think they question a lot of those things. And even I think there was one quote that was mentioned in As Dusk Falls. It says something to the effect that sometimes uh, the right thing to do is to do the wrong thing. And I was like, what? Like, what? <laughs> like, what does that even mean? And, you know, and I have to find and I have to like think about like where was. When did that happen for me? Like, has there any been a point in my life? I know we're getting like uh, I'm going a little crazy. Has there ever been a point where the I believe the right thing was doing the wrong thing? But anyway, um, so I think a lot of these games are, are just um, so amazing and what they're delivering. And and some of them are, you know, very, very, you know, psychologically based and and how they're presenting information to us and how we have to navigate those uh, worlds, I think is really interesting. Yeah, games that really start to make you question your own morality and it kind of dives deep into your own personal personality and, and choices, I, I always find so interesting and so incredibly unique and an absolutely fun experience to go through. Yeah. So um, I like absolutely. those. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think so. The PC gamers show, I think that um, with all these showcases, it is a celebration of gaming and everything that we love and everything that we're experiencing uh, for each and every platform that we play on. Right. So I love that. And I think, uh, the other thing that, that really caught my attention, Agent 64, which is um, a um, hat tip to GoldenEye, right? Mm -hmm. So Agent 64 Spies Never Die. Uh, that caught my attention uh, from the show as well. And I, mean, I guess just some quick hits. Um, Deliver Us Mars. That's another one that could potentially question your decision making, what you're doing in the world to bring back uh, whatever you get from Mars, you know, back to Earth or whatever. Uh, that one was really cool. The fighting game, Them's Fighting Herds. That was interesting yeah. uh, to see. <laughs> right. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, the the color uh, palette was dope. Uh, the fighting system looks really interesting. And uh, even with Agent 64, Spies Never Die, I think the demo is currently available based on what they mentioned in the uh, the trailer. Uh, during the show uh, and Half-Life. I didn't really see that it was Half-Life until they mentioned it was Half-Life because I haven't played that series in such a long time. But um, overall, uh, I think System Shock was another one too that was really dope. 
Um, oh yeah, definitely. That was Just that was really that dope. Recreated and brought back. That is that was amazing. Yeah. So I'm surprised. I'm I'm actually surprised that there were so many titles that I was like, wow, okay, all right, PC. Uh, I see you. You know, a lot of wish list items I may have to add because some of these titles. I really didn't know that they existed, number one, and number two, that they were going to spark any interest for me to even consider them uh, in the future, whether it's a Game Pass thing or a wish list for Steam. So I think overall, both shows were great. Um, any any tidbits, um, even like Tactical Breach Wizards, I think that was that was cool, too. Uh, that was another one. Rot Wood. I think that's Clay Entertainment. Um, I think did Clay do Clay did the Ninja game. Clay did the ninja game, but I don't know. Um, Castle Crashes wasn't Clay. Castle Crashes was Behemoth, right? From what I recall, I think Castle Crashes was Behemoth. Yeah. So Clay Entertainment was the ninja game, and then Castle Crashers, I believe, was Behemoth, and then they did some other games after that. So Rot Wood is. um, It looks like it's a successor of um, like a side-scrolling. Of sorts. I need to um let me just look. I'm gonna look at Clay Entertainment. Entertainment. Because I think let me see what they did. Games. Okay, so they did Don't Don't Starve. And then I think they did I think they did a um they did a ninja game, Mark of the Ninja. They did, right? So they did Mark of the Ninja and they also did Shank 1 and 2, which are my favorites. I love Shank. That was a, a great series. And then Behemoth did the game um, Castle Crashers. And Castle Crashers was an amazing game as well. So um, so we have some good stuff. We have some good stuff on on the radar, uh, potential games that we're going to get. What they're, what they're saying, uh, 12 months from now, at least, right? Yeah, uh, especially for the Xbox Bethesda stuff, they're saying at least twelve months. It's kind of like a promise, but not. So I'm not, I'm not holding my breath on anything like that. But the fact that we have a lot to look forward to, I think, is really, really exciting. Yeah, and just a couple of other quick hits that I, I really did like um, that I saw was Abyssals, which is like this. Um, how do I describe it? You're underwater, creating a colony in an uninhabitable planet. And you have to survive through it. Like you're in the deep seas creating this world. And when, when you think about it in, in, in reality, like all of our ocean that we have has yet to been, you know, explored. Um, so there's a lot of stuff underwater that is like unknown. So they have this, this game where you are creating and building this town in like the darkest, deepest depths of um the underwater and this planet i thought that was actually pretty cool um decarnation that was another Mm. good one that um that i really liked and i am future yeah so many good ones so many good ones and uh, the documentary as well which uh, they showed uh, i think episode one from the that particular series tales from the hard drive and I guess there was this one guy who was um, taking a lot of people out in World of Warcraft where um, he would just be near like a boat or dock and people would want to go to the dock uh, to, to, the, to get to the boat. He would take everybody out and he became famous, infamous for doing that. 
and laughing at people and, and dancing over their corpses and stuff like that. Uh, so apparently that became like its own big kind of like a re- early version of a raid boss that people are trying to find different ways to um, take out uh, so much so that they created a guide to try to take him out because he was like taking people out by like um, the dozens every day. And then they were sending him like, you know, of course, expletives and, you know, people try to dox him or where he was and, and his home. And I guess as he matured and, you know, got married and, you know, had kids, he started having like a different outlook on what he was doing in the game. But that was like a, a big era, which I had no idea because I don't play that game where he was just waiting by the dock just to take people out in the game. And people were really, really mad at him. So the first episode of that particular documentary, uh, Tales from the Hard Drive uh, for PC Gamer. Um, for PC Gamer, definitely check that out if uh, you want some history of stuff. That was pretty cool. Yeah, we got some quick hits for that. But those are those yeah, are the main stuff. games that I I really like saw that I really liked from them. Other than it's just fun, it's just fun to watch them. Yeah, uh, definitely fun to watch. Their outro outtakes are really fun too. Uh, for PC <laughs> yes. uh, gaming show, they had they they do a fantastic job with that. Uh, and yeah, it's a uh, dope shows. And I guess this upcoming week we have. We have Capcom, we have uh, Turtles Shredder's Revenge, which uh, I'm playing this week. I'm sure I'll probably be streaming that on YouTube uh, and uh, just excited for that. You know, I was talking to my friend, friend of mine earlier and I was like, man, we've waited for this game for years. This is this is the Turtles game that if we still had like a lot of arcades everywhere, I know certain places still have arcades, but if we had them, like we did back in the you know nineties or whatever, this game would be there, right? And it would be an iconic game to play because now you're able to play, you know, with Splinter and Casey Jones and April O'Neil and of course the Turtles. I mean that that's one that we've been waiting for for a long time. So I'm excited for for that game uh, this week. I think that's the 16th. It drops on the Game Pass, so I'll be able to download and play it right away. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to to doing that. I'm going to try to. I have a very busy work schedule these next two weeks. Yeah, if you can if you can play one stage with me, <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for this one. It's been too long. We've been waiting for this, so I'm, I'm really excited. Well, I'm happy for you. So I know you were going to be pumped for it. Yeah, for, for sure. So um, uh, that's all I have. Uh, that's our show for Xbox Bethesda Showcase and uh, PC Gamer Show uh, Showcase. Uh, Daniela, um, any final thoughts? And we'll wrap. I loved it. I loved everything from these last, like, this past five days or so. There was no disappointments at all. I loved it. Starting from, I think it was the state of play to Xbox. Fantastic. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. So um, it is it is the joy of this time for us, you know, with everything that's happening in the gaming industry and everything that we're, we're recovering from and bouncing back from. I think this has been a treat for us to really focus on what we love 
um, and however we just we decide to play that, you know, it is what it is. But um, but yeah, so that's all we have for episode six seventeen. And Danielle, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, all those fancy things at Miss DJM. And where can they find you, Andrew? You can find me at Uriah U R I Y Y A. Also have additional stuff in my link tree. Definitely check that out. And until next time, take it easy. Bye, guys. <laughs>